Hello and welcome to Tuesday Matinee number 6, presented by Ridgeview Drive and Age of Radio. Tuesday Matinee is a bi-monthly podcast where we review films, talk movie news, occasionally discuss the technical aspects of filmmaking, and just shoot the shit about all things cinema. I'm your host, Jared Watson, and with me is Charles Terrell. I know I said bi-monthly, but we skipped a whole entire month. Well, multiple, I guess two main reasons. We're working, and there's not a lot of stuff that came out this past month. Because there's been a couple times, like, you want to see this? It's like, not really... Yeah, that's true. But uh, we've seen a couple things, and then we saw a movie today, finally, <laughs> after In fact, how long. In fact, if you go back and you listen to our um, earlier podcast, you'll know when we ever, whenever we go on about um, movies that are coming out, I almost always mention Ad Astra, and that I have no idea what oh. anything about it. And we just saw that today, and I still don't know anything about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, so just first off, uh, what did you think of it? There's old people in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess we could talk about the experience as a whole. <laughs> and the screen was blurry. Like the screen being blurry, just slightly, just enough. To bug it was, the fuck it was a double, it was a double vision type of blurry. Because yeah, IMAX, I, I'll have to look into how the projectors work. They got two different types of projectors. During some of the previews, you, you can actually hear it going me, and it was switching over to one screen only. That's I don't know what, it was what they doing. were doing. Because I guess if it's a, I don't know if you use that for 3D or what, like having like the, the you know, right eye image on one, oh. left eye image, and then alternating the frames. Yeah, that's why they use the IMAX theater for the 3D stuff. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, But I also thought like, is there a way that they can just close off one, clean the lens or, or whatever, or adjust that, and close off the other, and then adjust that? Like, is that supposed to be like this, like? Double action. I don't know. Yeah. Either I'm way, not, I'm not really sure. It. I went and talked to a manager. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was just gonna tell st- whatever, but it didn't really detract from it because it's not a super visual movie. I mean, it's got great cinematography. It's I got thought. some really cool visuals. It's like but... some stuff kind of reminiscent of Blade Runner. Runner, Runner. Yeah. Oh, uh, you got that too. Then. Yeah. Huh? And it, it's not like a future sci-fi. I guess. Yeah, talk about it a little bit. It, it, like it's near if future. You, if you're going in looking for Interstellar or 2001, it doesn't quite. Oh, get do you there. want to explain a little bit? Because I kind of jumped the gun. Uh oh, just what Ad Astra is about. Yeah. Um, is it just this guy who's um he's an astronaut and his father was an astronaut and his father went missing on a mission and he needs to go and send him a message or something, even though everybody thinks he's dead. Yeah, he there's, it's like a classified mission, and he needs to go to Mars to try to communicate and get a contact with him because I think he might be still be alive. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's as much as you could say without spoiling it. I mean, there's not much spoilers here. Um, I mean, I guess the the very end, sort of, kind of. Oh but... sure, but that's most movies, I guess. True. Um, no, this one there's there's some things that happen, and it's just like it's. To me, you could probably spoil this movie, but that's not what it's about. It's just kind of like about the mood and just kind of basically the main character, what he's going through with yeah. this whole thing. And just the events, they don't really matter. Um, it's just mostly internal for this character because he's got a – his father's been missing since he was 16 and his father might be alive. And he's got to you know, not only complete his mission but do it in a way that – doesn't compromise his mental state and because it is his father it's very personal and so yeah right because the main character is seen as a guy that's very what would you call it they're like oh your heart rate never goes above 80 
you know, be, beats per minute. You, right, you know, yeah. You're always cool th- under pressure no matter what. So he's always had this guise of he gets the job done. Yeah. Nothing matters. His personal life doesn't matter. None of that. Now something deeply personal is coming to the mission. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got to still be almost like a robot, just a piece of equipment yeah. doing his job. But his humanity is going to leak in because he's just a person. Right. So that's the cool thing about it is like if you like just kind of character studies to see this character who's very straight laced mission oriented have to come to terms with like oh this is not as easy as you think it is as any of his other missions like he almost dies yeah. on one mission and he's just like yeah yeah I did I my job and i survived i don't do they it. kind of imply that he may have almost died before there's several times in this movie though he almost dies again but no they just always like they just reference his accolades yeah like he's, he's always just, stayed good under combat but even pressure. when it even yeah when it happens while it's happening He's cool and calm, and he's seeing people possibly dying, and he's very cool, calm, and, and collected, like, and just doing his I'm job. I'm in command. Like, yeah. And he's just, he's he's got his routine. He's like, okay, I got to do this and this and this. Yeah. Survive, and basically that's it. And because of that, they're like, okay, you have a connection to your father. If he is there, because he's been you know without people for a while, if he's still alive, he's yeah. going to talk to you. And so right. that's why we that's what, why it comes in personally. And you have what it takes to do a mission to do any mission so we know you'll get something done yeah but pretty cool and then there there was that scene with some of the advertisements that were in it i don't know if you saw oh i won't describe where because that might be a- but i'm wondering like i think that was a commentary on itself kind of i i've come he's in, I, kind of talking about it yeah i think that was a part that i because I was getting distracted by like the, the blur. He was just like, oh, if my father could see all this, he'd just tear it down. Because yeah. his father basically, because of his uh, his accolades and all that he's done, was the precursor to all of like all of this like yeah, uh, sci-fi yeah. stuff. And so some it's just turned into a business because that's that's what it is. And so I don't know. It I don't know if it's a commentary. It's almost like the per- you know whoever wrote this was like this would happen, and it um they're not commenting on it. They're just kind of showcasing what it actually would be, and it feels right. very realistic. Yeah. And so, I um, there was something else. I'll have to think of it in a second. But having something not a commentary is that I'm I'm reading really deep between the lines. Is that a commentary of itself? <laughs> Acting like that is such a normal thing in a certain universe, and I'm going to touch on this later. Because we have a reaction to it, is that somehow made a commentary out of nothing, in the right way? Because it feels something feels out of place, but in this world it's not. Does that actually kind of provide commentary? Like almost, it's like a very easy way to do commentary was just like I'm gonna put what I think is the truth here, or I'll see in the future, whatever. And this is how it'd be, and because of that, that's a commentary itself. This is an interesting way to describe it. I didn't think about that. Um, because like there's one with Stanley Kubrick. This one is probably a little bit more uh, done on purpose. When the monkeys, you know, are attacking, he, he makes the bone. It's the first tool. Oh. And then he throws the, the bone up in the air, and then right. it turns into the space station. That's our next tool. Yeah. But oh, use, okay. using the bone to control or to assert dominance over other apes, do we use that communication building um, structure that's up in space mm. as a way to uh, create a dominion over other people? Oh, okay. So I don't, like, just like how that... Cause, Kubrick could have just been like, oh, one tool to the next. 
but we interpret it as domination over something and then using that tool to dominate over something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess just in movies, like, you know, the whole thing, like, sometimes the blue curtains are blue. Oh, right. You know, so it's always hard to tell. And that's the thing about, yeah, just art in general. Is a lot of times it's just, it means things. Like, David Lynch, like, everybody always asks him, you know, what uh, Eraserhead is about. And, and he will never answer the question. And part of me believes he doesn't himself fully know, you know. Yeah, he... I mean, it might be he's just uh, showing off primal feelings that he has. And so it's not necessarily like he's not trying to make a commentary. He's just saying what's in his head. Right. And that is a delve into the psyche and how a person's psyche is built up by society itself. Yeah. I'm getting really heady right now. I'm (laughs) just, I'm tired. (laughs) Well, like, there's a a good example of that with, um, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the writer, but um, he wrote this book and everybody interpreted it and everybody... Pretty much everybody had the same interpretation, and he was confused. He's like, I, I, that's not what I meant at all. Yeah. He's like, nobody read the book that I wrote. And then eventually he made the decision that is what it's about. It's his, his um, wow, I can't think, what, what's it called? Like, the part, the subconscious. His subconscious can I, wrote the commentary, not himself. Can I make a difference on that? Maybe it wasn't his subconscious. It's just the events around him and his, uh, could, yeah. His nurturing and all that. Have created a kind of like um, a, a path for him to move forward that he goes on. So it's not his subconscious; it's just that path that he's been trickled down. But I think that's literally what a subconscious is. No, it? subconscious is it's telling you to do that. This is like there, the subconscious is not doing that. It's not his head at all. It's just he's gone through life in a certain direction, and he's keeping in that very same direction. You see what I mean? Yeah, but I, I think you're putting too much on the subconscious subconscious isn't something that just tells you something it's who you are it's just it's just no, like the part of you that doesn't think no that's that's what i'm saying is like what if it's not that what if it's an external thing like like if i push a ball in a certain direction it's going to go that direction right but i'm attributing it to some sort of because uh, the subconscious is not necessarily yeah it's obvious i was gonna say not necessarily conscious yeah obviously <laughs> but it's just your primitive kind of like your software that's running in the background. Right. And it, it does influence what you do in certain ways for a certain reason because that's how you've either evolved or you've been right, raised yeah. in a certain way to act a certain way. What I'm saying is, like, I'm probably talking straight out my ass <laughs> if I'm telling the truth. But in these kind of instances, he he never meant to have the curtains mean anything else. His subconscious wasn't saying, like, in in a very, like, nonverbal, like, a really basic uh, right. functions kind of way wasn't trying to inlay certain things into those those curtains it was just external for- forces have pushed him in that direction and that's what his actions have taken this is also I kind th- of starting to get into I free will think i think i see what you're saying you know what but I, mean? I think i disagree it's, it's really yeah no that's fair i'm just that's very right, vague right. and it's kind of hard for me to say i still think <laughs> i don't know i still think that's has something to do with your subconscious just because i don't know i to me, it just it's it's like uh, I'll bring up another movie, the the cube, and why a lot of people like it and don't like it. The whole point was like, oh, what's the meaning behind this cube? It's like there is none. Right. It was never made. It's just, you know, I think he said one misplaced phone call created this business, which created this. Yeah. It's a gelatinous mass that doesn't think. God, that was they really fucking ruined that movie with the sequels. Anyway. Yeah, because yeah, it really ruins the. The main idea. Yeah, it is movie. literally something that kind of came out of nothing. It, it's it like just... a it's like a bacteria. The bacteria doesn't think; it just yeah. does. Like really, kind of a, a crazy form of 
that game uh, Telephone? Is that what it's called? Yeah, but... Where, like, an idea itself takes a life on its own yeah. without us manipulating it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder if that's the same kind of idea with some of these... Because I was starting to pick up what I thought could be his commentary in this movie about, like, because it's a, it's a guy trying to find his father, is there some sort of, like, toxic masculinity thing in here? It's like, there could oh. be. I think you can make the argument, but I don't think the director put that in here. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know if that's just I me kinda, placing my ideas on it, or if, because, like, the, the line is brought up, like, I don't want to have the same sins as my father. Yes, I that was Not I think that, that was whole... definitely purposeful. But... Well, that was, but that yeah. that's a um But I got I like I got some more out of that itself that I don't know if the writer intended or not. Well, like the... about becoming your father and maybe forgiving yourself and your father stuff yeah. like that. But th- that's like a common theme, idea, concept that's been like yeah. thrown around for a long time. I mean, the sins of the father. Yes, yeah, right. Like I think that's just biblical, right? The sins of Adam. I, oh, kind of right, thing. yeah. I mean, Adam's not I mean, I guess he is like uh, anyway, I don't want to go into like, <laughs> yeah, not, talk not getting about God being the father. Or Adam is technically, you know, humanity's father. Anyway, we're, yeah. we're, we didn't we didn't just come back from watching Mother, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, dis, uh, disagreements aside. That's the cool thing about art. Even yes, if you didn't exactly. intend for something, exactly. Other people have now had this spark of inspiration. Yeah. Like, oh, did you mean this? No, but tell me what you pulled from it. That's why David yeah. Lynch and like a lot of people is like, I don't care what I think. I care what your interpretation yes. of it is yeah. because you're generating talk and you're generating other yeah. ideas. And all of a sudden now you you've taken your idea what was a spark right. and put it on other people's heads, and now they created their own spark. That you know that uh, that midnight movie club that mm-hmm. I go to, mm-hmm. um, they um they showed um Eraserhead, and. He, he likes to get people involved, like the directors, if he can. You know, one of the things he did is he wrote David Lynch's office, and he's like, "Can you give us some ideas of what this might be about?" David Lynch was pretty much like, "No, but you guys should make a video and tell, and you guys should tell me what it's about." <laughs> I was like, "I, I love perfect. him." I'm honestly, which is funny because I'm not. I'm finding I'm not the biggest David Lynch fan, to be honest. Oh yeah. But I love him personally. I think he's awesome. Yeah, that, that video of him getting mad because they, they didn't give him enough time oh, to work on yes. the Twin Peaks show. And he's just so formal, and he's just, like, very straightforward, and he's mad. And then he pulls out a pack of cigarettes yeah. and pops one out and then puts it in and lights it, but in such, like, <laughs> like this, like, formal way. So mechanical, And you're just, too. like, he's pissed yeah. right now. And then that other video where he's making the... What is it? Quinoa. Oh, yeah. I love that he, video. He's getting super deep. He's like, your quinoa's burning. He's like, oh. And he gets up, <laughs> like, like he's super, like getting full David Lynch on you, talking about yeah. the story, and you're enraptured, and all of a sudden it's interrupted by his quinoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so perfect. But yeah, so coming back to <laughs> wow, that's a long pause. <laughs> you just, I know your it's, eyes glisten. It's, at, it's the end the of the night, you know, and but yeah, we'd... um. Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about this movie. I, I think I've said that every podcast. I was gonna say, yeah, not a lot to talk about this movie without spoiling it. Um, well, it's funny because like with the um, when we were doing the reviews for uh, before that I just posted the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. those things would go on for like forty five minutes to an hour, and we didn't even want it to. But whenever we do the podcast, it feels like we kind of we're trying to stretch it a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what that's all about, but um, 
I think we're just really trying to get all our ideas out there. I, I think... Because um, we'll forget it by like next podcast or so. There was actually, even though, of course, I'm not going to remember a lot of it, but there was actually quite a bit about the movie I didn't like. Which movie? The one we just watched, Ad Astra. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> took that as like the, a movie you didn't like in general. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, I like. No, I really liked Ad Astra, but there was some stuff that I feel like he could have done without. Uh, I felt like the the voiceover was very Blade Runner. Like it didn't need it. I suppose so. Like, because we were just talking about narration ruining something before we watched this movie, and to me, it's very neutral. Yeah, not bad. It's. Maybe, I feel like he's telling us good. stuff that either we already know or. That's something that we could figure out while watching it. And I think, like, there was a few times, and that, that just oh, yeah. in general, I think they made a few things obvious where I was like, I kind of already knew that, and you had to, like, kind of, because there's a part where, oh, what was it? Uh, I'm just going to say something about a pill. And I knew exactly what was happening. And then it shows him go off to the, to the back and do something with the pill. And I'm like, I already knew that was happening. You, we didn't ha- you didn't have to show me that he does that. I don't know. I felt like that was obvious. Yeah, what was the pill? Was it? It was just them sharing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like well, they, they didn't actually need it. It's sedation, or yeah. um, right? Yeah. What what do they call it? A mood stabilizer. Mood stabilizer. Yes. But it looks like they were also drinking too. Somebody mentioned at that point. Somebody said something bars about. Open. Uh, yeah. Open I, I don't bars. know if I'm reading that too. That literally. may have been literally them talking about the pills. Yeah, like it that's could have been their like only a way code of, talk, you know? Yeah, that's their only way of getting high, essentially. Right. Because if you take sedatives and you stay awake, you start to hallucinate. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, they focused on him because he's just like, I, you know, I got a mission. I'm not going to do this. And so they, they show him putting it in his pocket for a little too long. Like, you could have just a quick little shot and like, yeah. okay, enough to show like, oh, that's where it went. So it's right. no loose ends. But it felt like he was struggling. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because they showed, like, pretty much everybody take it except him. And I was like, that's all you really need to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, him doing that and then going off the side, yeah, that's probably enough. Um, I, I, I think it was just director decision. Like, uh, I don't, I don't be, want this to be like, oh, this comes back. Again, this it could also go back to, like, the original Blade Runner. The producers are probably, you know, could be saying they, the audience is going to be confused. You know? Well, he, he could think that, too. Again, true. Like, just true. Sins. Of course. But, yeah. Yeah, like he in the narration, he says a lot of things, and I was like, "Yeah, that was obvious." Like he says, um, he talks about a certain character. And he says he's scared. I'm like, "Yeah, he just did that with his acting. He showed that." Oh yeah, well, because like, yeah, that character had some apprehension. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like to me, I felt like the 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 voiceover was more of an art decision rather than um, interference. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? oh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Information device or whatever. More like oh, okay. it's just there to add some. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Instead of adding information, I think it was just more there just because, like, it's a sci-fi, and sometimes you have voiceovers and sci-fis, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, I found it unoffensive. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you probably could take it out. I probably wouldn't have noticed the difference. The, the last problem I had was there was some parts that were really, really cliche, I thought. I can't think of anything from the top of my head, but there are just certain lines. Um, well, th- this movie just generally feels like a sci-fi cliche, not necessarily in a bad way. Right. Like, it's been done a million times. I just felt like, oh, this is feels like a refined one. 
I didn't really feel the length. Maybe a little bit at the end of the movie. It was what about? I didn't feel the length at all. Actually, I think it it went by. It's it was it's like a two minutes over two hours or something. Start at four twenty. Well, you gotta add the. Um, well, it's literally a, a hundred. Yeah, it's about a little twenty-two less... minutes. So that's. Oh, I was gonna say a little less than two hours, but yeah. It's, I think it's, it's a two, bit more than two, two hours. Two minutes over two hours. Yeah. Um. Well, that's not including the credits, right? I thought that that did, but I don't know. So I yeah, never, I never. You're looking at two hours. Yeah. I I felt like I was starting to feel it, but I I don't know if that was in a bad way or if it was like oh I I hope they don't end it soon. I think I had more of that reaction. Yeah. Was like oh I can feel we're starting to get things are starting to kind of cool off in the, the movie and it's like okay don't end it here I want it to ex- have a little bit extra. And oh it yeah. Did, it was like okay that's good enough. Right. Um. Had a little bit of problem with the ending. I felt felt like there was not as much of an effect of what was done by the main character. Oh, I know no, I, mean? I agree with you. I do. It it did kind of feel like, oh, so that's that's it. Okay. You know, like But I think like, oh, that makes sense in Right, right. Like, yeah, you did this, but you also did this. And, so... Yeah, I keep it like Right. So yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> whoever's listening. I'm sorry, we're pantomiming, and it's just like it's not gonna come across. When you see the movie, you'll you'll probably get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, so should people see this movie? Yes, I think so. Um, you kind of have to like. It's not. I wouldn't call it a slow burn, but it's a bit kind of like a quieter movie. You know what I mean? I I mean like for me, like just for me watching it, I. I personally wouldn't really call it that much of a slow burn, but based on the reviews from the audience, yeah. I guess so. Cause they're all like, Oh, it's, it's so boring. I couldn't sit through it. I'm like, really? It was the I, whole thing had my attention. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at the trailer to see what maybe other people were kind of expecting. Yeah. I don't, know, this is, I don't think I ever watched the trailer. Um, yeah. I've just stopped watching trailers. Yeah. I was like, Oh, at Astra. And it had like a serious tone and it was, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt. I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool. No, you got me. I'm good. Oh, real quick. Uh, that's one one thing I want to point out was there was actually a lot of actors in this, and they all had yeah. like small parts. And my favorite oh, I, was I, what's her name, Natasha, Natasha Leone. I don't know who that from is. Orange Is the New Black. And uh, I don't watch. And um, anyway, she was the one when when they first get to Mars. And wait, what? Nothing. Uh, when they first get to Mars and she's like the receptionist or something, and she's like, "Come scan your palm." Oh, okay. I loved her character in this, even though she was in it for like that, just a short that bit. That felt very she, real. <laughs> I feel like she added flavor to the movie. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like that whole room of just like because they get he gets to a place and you think because he's he's been through like very military everything straightforward. He gets to a place where I think there's civilians or there's civilians kind of working for the government and she's just kind of right. like. Like she's got some like shitty like uh, eye makeup on that she, yeah you know, just a little bit not much, and she's kind of got disheveled look and she's like all right step up you know you got to sign in here, and then like you look at the side of the wall and there's like a little bit of graffiti written right there and it was like that gave a yeah. lot of backstory yeah. very quickly without words to that area. You know that I mean? that scene itself was I thought and was there really was just good. the roaming just... dog in that one spot and just like yeah I I really love the imagery. This is a lived in area. Yeah. Well, that was one thing I wanted to bring up this this whole movie. It really merges like sci. It I felt like it kind of merged like traditional sci-fi with hard sci-fi. Yeah. Because like it took like those elements of going out to deep space, but it still felt like 
they're on these rocket ships that look real, like real life rocket ships. And, yeah. And like what Mars would look like if we started living there and they w- it would have like these kind of like tunnels that look like subways. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, they had a subway on the moon at some point. Well, and point. it just like, it feels like, oh, these are, feel like just people. Yeah. Because most of the time when you get in sci-fi, it's always scientists. It's always yeah. actors playing scientists, which is its own vibe. Right. Um, And so this one, it's just like, oh, well, we got to make these people feel real. And they do. And so that's why I don't have any particular errors about any of the mechanics of the movie at all. Um, Actors felt great. Actually, like immersion-wise, this movie does a really good job. I think the only reason why I got yes. pulled out was, was the, the, the technical the, stuff. Yes. Like the, well, our theater stuff. The, oh, the lens blurring. Um, so I'll have to watch. I need to get out of the Animal Valley. I think you're, you're going to get that in a lot of spots. Well, because it was such like a, a not a – we had like five to eight people in there. Well, I just, so I think they weren't going to fix it for eight people. I just mean specifically I'd like to start going to theaters that aren't megaplexes. Oh, sure. But I know it gets expensive there. at that point. But you might – or you're saying like somebody actually cares about their theater. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like independent theaters, you know. Um. They don't show but, like the big blockbusters, but I tend to not go oh, see those anyway. Yeah, so. I just there it was a. I felt like there was no fat on this movie, really. No, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe the narration, you would right. probably say, yeah, is like the only thing that could be trimmed, and because it's like maybe maybe on the second viewing, maybe it'll make sense more. Maybe I'll feel like it it belongs more. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll see about that. Uh, another thing is I I love the music. Yeah. The music, like, and everything fit. There was a part where I didn't realize there was even music playing because it was, like, kind of there was just some chaos, yeah. and there was, like, blinking lights and, like, sirens, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's some, like, actual intense music playing, and yeah. it really made the scene better. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the usually immersion I, I would use with video games, but this one had a, you know, it was very yeah. immersive. I'm just sitting there, I'm just watching, and you're just, okay, everything feels real. I'm You've tricked me, yeah. basically. Well, it's funny because one of the things they say is one thing that makes a movie bad is when it reminds you you're watching a movie. Yeah. But the funny thing is a lot of times that's when I realize it's good just because, like, the music. I recognize the music is playing. I'm like, oh, this is really good. This is some good filmmaking. Oh, I, I think that's a big, uh, what do you call that, dissonance between certain people. Yeah. Some people like that for, like, breaking down the technical side. They, oh, I love this movie for this reason. Right. And other people are like, oh, if I can see that, I don't like that. Yeah, but out, also you know I, mean? I think they are two different things. I think most when people say being reminded of watching a movie, they're talking about like really bad fourth wall breaking and. Oh, oh no, sure. I, I think there there is also a different way to say like good stuff that yeah you know takes you out. Like yeah, that's well done, but you've taken me out. But I guess at the same time, it's not so much that I'm being reminded I'm watching a movie. It just I'm kind of sitting back and going, wow, I'm really enjoying myself. I yeah. like this movie, you know. Oh, I, I guess I'm talking about like let's say where we have like a mediocre movie, and then there's a really good actor. Oh, that yeah. actor's gonna stand out. That's and true. It, it ruins the movie in a way. Yeah. Like you have to have everything at the same level almost. Like this right. weird balancing act of like, oh, he's too good. I can't have him play this part or anything like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. but yeah. Uh, as far as like um, scores go, uh. I think I have to sleep on it, what my, like, main score would be. Okay, you might be a little bit closer to me, because I was going to say I give it, like, a B to a B plus. And oh, And that yeah. sounds like, like, after what I just said, that sounds like, oh, that doesn't fit. But, like, while this movie does everything really well, 
and it all fits together. It's just kind of missing something for me. I don't know yeah. if it's because of the slower pace. Um, but I, I feel like all of the movies appropriate, and I don't know what I would change, so that's why it's hard for me. Yeah. That's why I say B plus probably is going to be a better score, but not an A. Do you have an A plus, or do you just have an A? There I is an A plus in there, but I don't know what I'm going to give that to. Oh, okay. Is your B on par with four stars or four and a half? I know, I know. You don't like... Because but... that, uh, the stars are a little bit too definitive to me. Right. This is... I guess I also... It, if you see it in a theater, you're you're not going to feel like you waste your money. If you like slower movies, if you don't, that's... But, like, full story. price? Um... Whew. Full that's price rough. for IMAX. Discount is good. Yeah, because the discount at the IMAX was nine bucks. Uh, I don't know if this would be an IMAX movie. Maybe. Yeah. Again, kind of got a little bit, you know, screwed. Right. Again, um, and that just might be because of our location or you know the kind of theater we go to. And also, just like if he wasn't distracted by something else, because I know how sometimes it's just business works like that. Oh, it's eight people. I I got something else I gotta go take care of. Yeah. Like this theater of thirty people is having problems right. and yeah. if one's gonna want a refund, I'd rather have the eight people. Could be something like that. Yeah, yeah. So That's uh, actually I never thought of it in that way. Yeah. Because it is business. It's like I gotta you gotta make these well, decisions. That's one of the better. reasons why I think indie theaters would be better, just because they usually have one, two or three screens. They usually go out of business. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate right there for you know uh, big companies <laughs> they can go fuck themselves though but so um, capitalism is bad uh, fuck <laughs> you don't not right now just come on <laughs> serious come on comrade um, join our side <laughs> we got like 30 or 40 minutes left before I kill you um yeah go see it on a discount in IMAX Maybe full price, like uh, 10 bucks. That's what I spent. I felt like, yeah, uh, totally worth it for me. Um, if you need to wait, wait for Blu-ray. I'd buy it on Blu-ray. Don't buy it on DVD. It'd be worth more on Blu-ray, I think. Maybe, maybe 4K? Oh, right? sure. I think this would look good in 4K. Yeah. Because there's some good visuals. They keep it simple. And yeah. so I really did enjoy that. Like, oh, it's simple. There's nothing extra to it. Yeah. It's... It's like a realistic, simple version of Blade Runner <laughs> in yeah. a way. Not as fantastical, a lot more just like, okay, there's he's got a mission. It's more realistic. The science is pretty hard, but it's also near future, and they kind of go vague on it. There are parts I really think that, for me, I had to suspend my disbelief a little bit. I was like, that's not how space works. Which part? Like the the 90 days part? Oh, but then again, no. Um... Just the parts, the floating in space parts. But then again, he does use a sort of projectile, so I'm not sure. Yeah, that one was a, was a little rough on me, but yeah, okay. Going back down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the moment, I have to sleep on it, but it's between Friday night matinee. Either love it or really like it, pretty much. Yeah, I think it's worth your ticket. If it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll probably buy it. It should. I like it, so... <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, let's go to a quick break. Uh, 
Okay, to be honest, I don't know really what to talk about. Um, I got a show you should watch. Oh no! Shut up. No, Nobody wants I to can't watch Dark stop Crystal. talking about it. It's I really enjoy it. No, that's what we're here for. Uh, I know I haven't watched it yet. I really should. It's only ten ep. I know because I'm trying not to overhype it because it's like oh some people might not, might not enjoy it as much as me. It's, it's just good fantasy. We were talking over each other, so I don't know if it was heard, but uh, Dark Crystal on Netflix. Yeah, uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, which is oh, a yeah. new show on uh, Netflix. It's one season right now. It's ten episodes. Watch the first one, or if you're not feeling it, maybe two. But I was hooked by the first one, first episode. So if you don't like the first episode, probably aren't going to be into it. Good indicator of the rest of the show. I didn't yeah. find a bad episode. They all kind of it just leads one right into another. I'm like, okay, because they they dropped it all at once, and so it's one of those shows you just easily binge watch, which I prefer than waiting week to week. Yeah, and then like last time on The Walking Dead, it's like oh, well, you're now you're just using airspace just to <laughs> fill and get me caught up because like who's that? <laughs> um, because I was thinking about like oh I'm I'm kind of missing a fantasy. Maybe I should rewatch Lord of the Rings, but I really enjoyed this and with the puppets, the whole puppets versus CGI thing. It I really do feel a lot more for puppets because they're actual things. Yeah, and even though they they look like puppets, I know they're puppets the whole time. There's not. You know, the articulation can only go so far. I don't care. I just care about... I see these as people, almost. Yeah. Um, It's great. If you watch the show, uh, the documentary should probably autoplay after. You should watch it, so you can kind of see what they were going to look like if they were CG, and it's bad. It's just, like, typical. Like, this is a CG character. I have... You have no connection to it. Yeah, it just shows Jim Henson's, like, ideas of puppets. We're just like, yeah, they're kind of making a comeback, because we're a little bit burnt out to CGI right now. Yeah. And the yeah. brain... Unless you were to make it 100% realistic, the brain can kind of see, like, oh, this is fake. Whereas a puppet, for some reason, is like, that's a real thing in the universe. I right. have more attachment to these characters, even if they're puppets. I'm wondering if it's also, if we're also seeing a little bit of a classic animation comeback, but still using, like, CGI assets. But, like, we're going to utilize this, but we're not going to go over. Because there's yeah, a lot of like, good animation this, right now, isn't there? This one, like, in The Dark Crystal... They'll have the puppets, but then they'll have a little bit of augmentation on the, the faces right. to give more muscle movements or, like, you know, just something more with the eyes or something like that. So it's like we kind of needed – it was like growing pains. We needed to just go full-blown CGI until we got to a certain point. Now we just have it as another tool set in the arsenal that people can use, at least sparingly right. or where appropriate. So I highly recommend the show. Yeah, I, I definitely plan on watching it sometime the probably very distant future. Already told you, I given it an A, so that shows you where my kind of stuff. Yeah, but you also have bad taste. So. Yeah, well, you just why do you bring me on the show then? <laughs> so people can see how so smart you, I am <laughs> to bolster your intelligence. Yeah, like you know the whole the that old argument like is it oh what is it you know, like um do you look good by comparison or bad by um association association you know. And it's just, I think that you look so bad that I just look like a god. Thanks. Podcast over. Okay, so, um, still haven't watched Anima on, uh, <laughs> Netflix. You ever had an Anima? Anima? It's my favorite, it's my favorite album. Oh, actually not. That Tool has some better albums than Anima. Anima's a great album, but. Anima? Great song, too. What's Anima? Tool? No. What? 
on whatever you're talking about. Oh, one. oh yeah, it's a uh, it's directed by is it Paul Thomas Anderson? It's it's some like really good director. Who cares? Um, some director. But uh, and it's uh, but the music is all Tom York from Radiohead, and it's only like 15 minutes long, I think, or 20 or something oh. like that. Yeah, so it's like a short, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much like a 15 or 20 minute long music video. I guess, but it's got a whole story and everything, I think. Okay. Um, I've recommended it several, or I mean, I've said we should watch it and talk it on the podcast. Several times. Several times, but I still haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> cool. I watched, um, how do you pronounce this? Cynic Doche, New York. Uh, it's an older movie. It's, it, I think it's the first by Charlie Kaufman, who, uh, who did uh, uh, Being John Malkovich. What was the other one? Oh, ad- adaptation. You gotta watch adaptation. Um, okay. It just like God damn it. He's like, though it'll make you feel like shit because when you're it's watching really... it, this the way this character is and he's self hating. Oh and, yeah. And I know you're a lot like me. You're just kind of going, God, that's me, and I hate myself. <laughs> like, I just... don't hate myself. Yeah, you do. I just hate everything around me. Wow. Okay. I'm that's getting, that's I'm getting weird. I'm this trying to turn it into that for myself. No. Uh. No. It's so like. Cynic, not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. Cynic Dosh New York. We talked about it. Not on the podcast, but it's so weird because it's about. It's about a guy who makes a play about a play about a play about his life. Oh yeah, something. that's yeah. right. Yeah, you're telling me about it's that. It's really weird. <laughs> it normally you'd think that's just too much. I don't know, if, but you just you're just engrossed. You're like, all right, it's what's like, it's happening next? It almost goes too far to where it's just like, okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think every single one of his movies are literally just existential dread. Oh, okay. this whole movie is just about this guy that thinks he's dying. <laughs> um. I don't. I don't want to say too much, but but yeah, watch any of Charlie Kaufman's movies. They're all they're all amazing. Unless you're not into that type of thing, then you definitely <laughs> will not like them. Because I know that there's people out there that probably wouldn't like them. I'll at watch all. it unless you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you watch either the Invader Zim or the Rocco movie? Oh, I saw um, Invader Zim Night of the Florpus or whatever it's called. Yes. Uh, I did. Attack of the Florpus. I don't remember. Uh? Really. I loved it. Ah, I just, I don't know. All my nostalgia came back in waves, and, and yeah, and like, that's what I mean. Comparing it between like Invader Zim and Rocco, I liked them both, but in different ways. Like Invader, I didn't see the Rocco. Invader Zim, it to, for me was just laugh out loud funny the whole time. Like I was just, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just, I feel like there wasn't substance there. But I don't. I mean, I, I guess that maybe that's what the show was. was. Really, yeah, was there really that, that much substance? That's what I mean. Is just yeah. like because I haven't watched the show in such a long time. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I think this show was the same. Like, so I only really watched the show just to watch Gur say funny things. And you pretty much. Get <laughs> I think that. that's most people. That, yeah. that's like the favorite of the show. He's just like really lovable, yeah. and adorable. Um, yeah, I think if you if you were to sit there and watch the show right now and still love that, you, I mean, you'll probably see the. I've already seen the Florpus, but. Um, You'll probably enjoy that too. Yeah, I know people were really worried about the animation style, and it's like I can see elements where it's slightly different, but it's totally the same, at right. least the same feel. So it's just like if you're worried about that, don't be. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it. Meh. Now, and that that one was actually like a full length movie. Rocco was only like forty five minutes. Oh yeah, kind of like it's a special shorter. almost. It's not. It's funny, but it's not like hysterical like i thought invader zim was it was more heartwarming 
It was actually a very oh, heartwarming okay. uh, movie. Uh, That's pretty cool. I, just spe- specifically about one of the characters uh, from, like, I don't want to say too much. It's it's just good. I think everybody should go watch it, especially if, you know, you watched Rocco as a kid. I think even people that didn't can get something out of this. Another show, I, I marathoned it all in one single night, was Undone on Amazon Prime. Undone? Yeah, it's it's an animation. It's done with... <laughs> <laughs> cat wrote up you're just your watching foot. me like squirm and you like, squirm don't so touch me hard. don't touch me fine fine that's why she you loves can you can touch me um <laughs> um what, what is it um the animation style is called rotoscoping i know you know what rotoscoping is but it's done as an animation style so they literally film it they film everything in a, in in front of like a lot of green screens but it makes sense for this type of animation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the backgrounds are actual paintings. They actually have artists do paintings. Yeah. And they they and then they they film them like in front of green screens or just also just other set pieces and then they cut, draw over like every frame. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's how a scanner darkly was filmed. Uh, I never saw it. You'll you'll notice a lot of like old animation, like the the old Lord of the Rings animated movie before the um the live action came out. That's how they used to do it then too. Yeah, was because it just helped kind of save time. Actually, wasn't and the classic Disney films kind of done that a way? A lot of them were. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, just a, a lot of classic animation in general, especially if there's some sort of dance or elaborate moves. Oh yeah. That's why it, if you go and look the, those uh, those cartoons and stuff, they look really weird because they're very fluid motions. And you'll also notice a lot of those motions you'll see in different Disney movies. It'll be the same motion. Oh, it was yeah. They're they're like, Xerox a, uh, era. Yeah, it's yeah. when they would just copy scenes over and over again. Yeah, and reuse uh, different assets like backgrounds, background plates and stuff. Yeah. So there's multiple movies you can take those segments and like put them in a little grid, and it just it's the same thing. Yeah, but, but the thing is, this doesn't broke. this show doesn't look like a cartoon. Like I was watching it on my cell phone. There's a few times where I left the phone on my bed while I stood up for a minute, and it looked like live action. Like it, it has that you know. Like how Scanner Darkly was, like, it, yeah. like it has this weird, like it almost looks like it's live action, but it's animated. For, you know, from what I've seen, it like it allows them. The reason why you would do it, other than just the look, it gives you an, uh, a way to do surreal stuff. Yes, and that's exactly why they do it. In this. Like a character kind of just pops into existence. Yeah. And so when you have something like that in real life with just CG, your brain goes, "Oh, that's CG," and so it displaces you, and you just yeah. like you kind of disconnect from it. This one, it's just like, no, it's all like that. So your brain just kind of accepts yeah. it. That's what I've because I've only seen the trailers and stuff like that. What I what I love is literally the plot. The show is said in a single line in the trailer, uh, where she says, <laughs> "God damn it, let's keep that in." <laughs> no, um, she's seeing her dead father, and her dead father is teaching her how to travel through time so she could save his life. Okay. Oh, hence the title undone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they have this whole aspect that I just, I love it when they do this aspect of, is this actually happening? Is there actually, is this show actually sci-fi or are we just watching a crazy person? <laughs> oh, I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, that's what I love about this show. And a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to say that because I think that's a spoilery. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I personally don't think they should have another season. I think they should just end it where it is. Oh, okay. They're not going to, though, because everybody wants a second season. And I'm like, I feel like that kind of ruins it. Oh, but, but do you have, like, after the end of the season, you're like, okay, kind of like, 
dust your hands off. Yeah. If oh, they like, do a second season, I'm going to watch it. But Like, I'm fine with that. If you have, like, an ending like that, it's just like, okay, in my mind, I can just... If the second season starts to suck, then in my mind, it doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Like, the, the first season of Stranger Things, to me, is still a great season. I just... And I could probably go back and watch it. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of worried about, The Dark Crystal, is... It's one season, but it's it totally is going to lead into another. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, just how it's ended. I mean, they could probably end it now because it's technically a prequel to the movie. They could probably end it now, and then that's fine, but right. there'd be a lot of loose stuff. But I don't know if you could really trust my opinion because I also said that they should have ended Avengers after the first, like before Endgame. Like I felt like they should just ended it there. Like I was I was like, I will oh, think the first this... movie? <laughs> yeah, well, what, what is the uh, Infinity War? I think like they, if they just ended it there, I thought oh, that would have been amazing. I, oh. I know, Jeez. but it would have pissed off so many people. Just, just Thanos wins. Yeah, uh, it's not a spoiler. It happens. Oh right, How it's made so much now? money. Everybody's seen it. <laughs> I know because I remember. <laughs> I remember in the theater, I was just like, "Yes, if they ended it here, I, I, I will buy every piece of <laughs> yeah. Marvel merch just to show support." <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause it's just like you killed a lot of kids' dreams right now. <laughs> Cause there's kids in the theater crying. Oh, that still makes me happy. I was, that that wasn't it for me at all. I'm, I just thought it was good storytelling. I, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, ten years and it just leads to tragedy, and that's it. That'd be amazing. The second movie, just everybody depressed. I mean, that's exactly what it is. They are all just depressed. But yeah, um, you know. um spoiler alert: everybody wins, except for Thanos. If you didn't see that coming, you are. What? What? Um. Is there anything else you've watched recently that Ooh. you want to recommend? Ooh. Or anything you've watched and you want to p- tell people to stay away from? Oh, I do have one of those, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I can't think of what is it. I saw something. And I thought it was just awful. I don't remember. Oh, I. I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot coming out on that I'm interested in. Or I just think... also just Netflix in general. Or yeah. Amazon Prime. We're gonna start, I think, coming into the season. Since? Yes. Yeah. Um, um. Next month, uh, the 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 lighthouse. Oh yeah. That's like what fifth of October. I'm. Gonna I caught just... one screenshot of it because I think you were watching something about it or whatever, and I saw it and I was just like, oh, it kind of made me think like, this feels like it's trying to be artsy, and I hope it's not that. Right. I think it, a lot of people are gonna think that. I don't know if it is. It was just one shot, so I can't really yeah. say the whole movie is like that. But I was like, oh. That might yeah. ruin it for me because this seems like a really good premise and it has to be done seriously without the pretension to it. Right. Um, I, so I'm I think, looking forward to that. Though. I think I could re- uh, relieve a little bit of that just by saying it's the same director as The Witch. And Have you seen Oh, no, I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough of it to where it's like, okay, well, yeah, it'll yeah. be artist. You artsy, could see how but... people might see it as like pretentious and yeah. artsy, but like he really had a, uh, a point to be An made. An actual idea, concept yeah, that he exactly. wanted to get across. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully it's like that. Because the the one scene, it's just like because it's black and white, right? Yeah. So you're kind of already getting weird there, but it could fit for this premise of this movie, which I won't describe at all, because I yeah. I want people to go in blind, like I try to go into movies. Yeah. But just how it it seems like it's lit, just one light straight at him, and I feel like that's the artsy thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna keep it simple. Oh, right, right, yeah. But it might be actually in that environment where he's at, it makes sense on how it's lit that way. So it actually yeah. might make sense in context. So. Well, he's also doing it the same way he did the witch, and in, in in which he uh, uh, he actually studied. I don't know if it was just him or if he had a team of people doing it. But they studied like actual historical documents uh-huh. to see how people talked, 
Oh, okay. So that's how so he has the really actors talk. And trying to make yeah, it authentic. like it's super like of its time or of that time. Oh, that just adds to it. Like a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is our this is right." Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. But if you're, that's the challenge of it. It's like, oh, how can I make this as authentic as possible? Right. Yeah, like the witch. I think a lot of people struggled to watch it just because the the language was so old. Like it was just. Oh, that's right. They kind of he kind of does that. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, I guess, probably don't realize like how much language changes over time. Yeah. Of course, like my favorite line from that movie is, "Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?" <laughs> what? I love that line. That character is is one of the best characters in movies, and he's not even in it until like the very end. Actually, no, Boys. he's in it the whole movie. But that's uh, you know, you gotta watch the movie to know what I'm talking about. Going through my viewing history, Dark Crystal, Dark Crystal. Have watched I watched any the, of that new show, Dark Crystal? I watched The Last Jedi on, on September 11th. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I know, I don't have a joke there. It's just, it's just really weird. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything bad. That's not what I'm trying to do. It just, I was just having a bad day, apparently. But that movie is a... <laughs> An it's attack a mess. on a twin no. no. <laughs> No, we're not doing this. We're not going to be those cringy fucking guys on the internet. Why not? So I, I rewatched it and saw how much of a mess I think it is. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. It's just like, oh, it goes all over the place, both locations and yeah. character motivations. So I really got that. I, I It's probably done to death. I watched The Emperor's New Groove again. Holds up. Oh, Honestly, holds really? up. Made me laugh. Its pacing is really well done. And I just like the characters, especially Kronk. I was going to say Disney doesn't fail, but Frozen, I thought was pretty bad. But uh, They do really well, but there's a couple things that kind of sweep under the rug sometimes. Yeah. Uh, one question. Do you think if they, if you can somehow get, the, uh, if you could watch The Last Jedi with the soundtrack, but no dialogue, would it be better? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> would it be worse? No. It'd just be. This, I. I don't know. I think my mind would just block everything out. Oh really? It just, I think I. I actually like the music, and it's just gorgeous. I think it'd be one of those issues. I don't think you'd be able to tell what's going on. Well, isn't that the good thing? <laughs> because what's going on is really bad. No. Y- yeah. No. I know. But I mean, like in a lot of movies, you could sit there and watch, be like, "Oh, I get what's going on." That means it's. Oh no! Of course. It's clear yeah, yeah. cut. This one. And I get that they're trying to make characters kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Well, oh, there's I'm not a mutiny. Saying and stuff. It would make it a good movie. Just would it make it no, better no, than No, no, I know. Oh, okay. I I don't think so. I think there's oh, okay. there's too many problems for it for anything like that to kind of fix. Yeah. You know? Or not fix, but try to elevate. Right. I don't know. What if it had certain scenes cut? No, I th- I think just fundamentally just the main structure and where it goes and how it very specifically how it ends, because you can have kind of a mess, but if your movie ends very well, you, that makes up for it. What That's if you cut story. out all the people and just had scenery? Beautiful. <laughs> it would be really beautiful. Like the person on the screen, if there is people on the screen, they can no longer, they can't be more than like a twentieth of the size of the screen. So you have yeah. these beautiful establishing shots. Because there's a lot of artistry in those movies. A yeah, a lot of great artistry and craftsmanship. Not gonna lie, it's just the pacing, the structure, and the movie part sucks. Oh, but the scene where they're 
Kylo and uh, Ren. Kylo and Ren. <laughs> Kylo and what's her name? Ray. Ray. That's why. Um, <laughs> are are fighting in the red room? Like oh. it's such a cool looking scene. If you take like these little vignettes of the Star Wars universe, it's really cool stuff. Yeah. Like, but that's what it is. It's a trailer made into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have all these great little set pieces, like that fight where they're fighting the Red Guard or the Emperor's yeah. Guard or whatever like that. That's cool. That's badass. Like cool slow motions and it and like they get kind of like it, they don't have perfect swings. It's it's like oh he gets like held by something so Ray has to help him and he has to help her. Yeah. And so it feels like a scuffle and he's just sitting there like you know a couple shots are horrible like when they do the straight through the head they have to really hold still for the plate and for the CG effects and it's like oh well that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and then just like on the salt planet, yeah they have to kind of explain oh it's salt to try to. Yeah, yeah. But cut that out. Visually, it looks cool. They're on a right. white pl- planet, but as soon as like those little uh, shitty aircraft things kind of touch down a little bit, they create like a red mist. And when yeah. things get shot, this red mist goes everywhere. And that was the funny thing is in the theater when I first shot saw that uh, uh, Luke gets shot, the red mist goes everywhere. I thought he blew up because <laughs> it looks like because it's big chunk, so it looks like it's a meaty chunk of mess. Yeah, and I was like, oh, "What?" I was just like, "Are they really just trying to do something different right now?" Um, <laughs> just completely just go off the rails. Just like this bloody gore. It's like, "Oh, Disney, what? Are you depressed? What's wrong?" I mean, he did want to uh, defy expectations. <laughs> Bro, just, just starts clapping. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, Shia, the Shia LaBeouf clap. <laughs> oh, where he's like he's doing the um, um, uh, Citizen Kane, <laughs> the light across my eyes and yeah. <laughs> oh, watch Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, that was in July. Holy crap! <laughs> I watched a season or a couple episodes of Scare Tactics. I used to love that show. Oh no, this is season four. I don't think with, it's aged well with Kevin Hart. It's bad. This yeah. is season four. Kevin Hart. Started oh, to host it? it. Not not at not at first. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I know. I just, okay, okay. All I know is I only watched it when it was think, what's her name from uh what's that show about the witches? Charmed? Charmed, yes. Oh. Um huh. the one that everybody thinks is a bitch. The actress, I mean the, the one that left. And that's why yeah. everybody thought she was a bitch. I always liked her. Especially back when I was so conservative and I found out she was a Republican. I'm like, oh that's hot. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> No, uh... Oh, baby, what's your plans on immigration? <laughs> your ideas. Anyway, yeah, I watched it when she was the host, and, and then after her, it was... What's his name from SNL and 30 Rock? Um, He... I Those are literally the only thing, two things I could think of him. Bing and... Anyway, uh, he hosted, I guess, but but the thing is, it's like... I watched some of this stuff and it looks like they literally took that first season and cut her out as the host and just implanted him. Oh, that could be exactly what happened. Especially with like, that's just how it happens with her all the time. Like people are like, we just don't like her. Oh yeah. We just want to get rid of her, I guess. I don't know. Well, cause th- those kind of shows, um, I guess like uh, for behind the scenes. Yeah. You probably do the whole season just in a day or two. It, it's not that much filming, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Probably. So it's like, yeah, if they didn't really like her, they're just like, okay, we just burn that day. We <laughs> just like get another host. Jonathan Franks and uh, 
what was the name of that show? Uh, Believe It or Not? Is that what it was, was called? Yeah, I think it was Ripley's Believe It or Not with John. No, not no. Ripley's. It was just... Uh, oh, was this like showing at the same time as Ripley's Believe It or Not? And it was Ripley's be... Believe It or Not went back, goes back a while, doesn't it? Like, it was a long-running just... show. <sighs> I'm thinking of James Dean. The guy that died back in the 20s? No, not James Dean. Something Dean. Um... You mean the guy that played Scott... Dean Kane. Yeah, <laughs> right? The guy that murdered his wife? He played, played that guy? Superman. Right, but he Clark. also played the guy that murdered his wife. <laughs> right. Scott something or other. Oh. Or something Scott. How he killed a lady and dumped her in the lake? Yeah, yeah. Rich people, one. Jesus. <laughs> Dean Kane played him, I believe. Dean Kane. Hey, but you know who uh, Jonathan Franks is, right? Star Star Trek, right? Yes. Star no, Trek? I pictured him. Yeah. When I was thinking of Dean. Yeah, Kane. he was in like a show called. It wasn't Believe It or Not, but it was it's like, just like. Anyway, guys with dwarfish features and black hair. <laughs> yeah. He. It was a show about like they would they they would film these like little like stories, and they'd be like which one was real and which one was not, and it's like and the ones that were like really like paranormal and you're like oh that one's fake obviously that one really happened and the ones were like oh yeah i can see that happening and i was like oh no we made that up oh yeah i i i know what you're talking about it's it's it's, it's become a meme because yeah. he's let's uh, but I, I did see it back in the day and yeah i think i just saw the meme and i'm like oh and jogged all that memory it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> we we loved that show when i was young i remember there was that back when i still believed in like paranormal stuff yeah there and there's also that what was it called? It was, it was when reality TV was first getting its start, and when it was still kind of real. Um, Some people say and, it never really was, but I think it, to a certain extent, it, it oh, got pretty close. Yeah, it probably was really controlled, but still, they were just like, oh, yeah. let's get real. It just it got really goes. bad, you know. At some point, it was like it was, was that, completely scripted. There was that one show where. They just had like it was a lady kind of doing a, a more of a childish voice, but it's like this, like I, but it, like a more childish. Scariest places on earth. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's because she, I think, she, well, Linda Blair hosted it. I wonder if it was actually her doing the voice. Oh, maybe like she was doing because the, I think it would shoot. They were trying to sound like Linda Blair from The Exorcist, but I'm not sure. Oh, maybe they got a different actor. That later was another on. one I loved. Oh, and then on MTV they had one called Fear. I don't remember that at all. I just remember it was kind of like Scariest Places on Earth. Fear. It was more of a game show. Yeah, it was. It was like put a contestant through something like yeah. that and see if they could like think clearly about yeah. it or something. It was like what I thought Scare Tactics was gonna be. Not Scare Tactics. Wasn't it teach you? Like there What's... was one like, oh, if you're gonna if you're stuck here, you gotta throw something at this window, but make sure you throw it dead center of the window. Like it would show little infographics. What's, no, <laughs> what's the one that was it? Joe Rogan that hosted it. That was Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Fear Factor. I thought was gonna be more like Fear. But Fear Factor, like, it was just, they're always eating bugs. It's just and, gross like, and action Like, stunts. I thought it was going to be, like, actually, like, scary things. But it was you, more, like, I guess more of phobias. To be fair of Joe Rogan, he wasn't a bitch when he came on the show. He One of the contestants, he was just, like, trying to goad her into eating it. He's like, if I eat one, will you eat one? She's like, yeah. And he just picks up a cockroach and just hum. Really? Like, he was. He, I, don't, I don't think he's all there. <laughs> well, no, like, people kept, I, I remember one of his uh, stand-up com- uh, comedies. He was like, yeah, a lot of people were just like, wow, you look really high. It's because I was. <laughs> There's a reason why I got fired from that show. <laughs> oh, nice. Because he, he was just a comedian not very well known at the time. 
because now everybody knows him as yeah. the Fear Factor guy. Or no, well, he's got his podcast now, so he's kind of gotten away from that. You know, I always knew him as the Man Show guy. Oh, was he on the? I see. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't he was. Really he was on. Show. He was the second set after the other two, whatever their yeah. names. Are. Yeah, Jimmy but, something. Jimmy Adam Carolla. Yeah. Yeah. After them, it was two other guys. Which and one? Was Doug Stanhope at one point. Was it Doug Stanhope? That's who I was. Thinking. He was in. The, he was in the last season. I think because oh. everybody blamed him because he was. Again, on his stand-up comedy, people are like, you ran into the ground. He's like, for the money I was making, you're damn right I ran into the ground. <laughs> or just something, he's like, I'd run into the ground again. I was making so much money off yeah. that show. <laughs> God, if I went back and watched that show again, I'd probably go, oh, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just like a 13-year-old's like idea of what humor should be. Yeah. I don't know. Just very, I mean, like, like honestly, the only kinda... thing I could think of is hot girls on trampolines yeah, hot girls trampolines <laughs> the guy that chugs beer who by the way died because of alcohol poisoning <laughs> Great. i believe I, I i he did die i don't i'm pretty sure it was alcohol related uh and then uh, andy milanakis selling beer like a lemonade lemonade stand oh, yeah. that's all i remember about that show yeah but oh, i was getting super political never mind actually i had a, a political thing it was just funny because like it's kind of goes up against what i was thinking it's just some people like point out what's his name? Uh, Jimmy. He was the one of the original next to Adam Carolla. Uh, he has a late I, night show right now. Because it's, it's not Jimmy Fallon. No, exactly. Because there's two Jimmys. Yeah, that, that's the other that's one. Where I'm getting like confused. Anyway, I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, he he does kind of sometimes go on and like talks about politics and mm-hmm. and people are like some people are like well what are you talking about on the Man Show you are not very you know <laughs> uh, uh, feminist. Yeah. But you know, people evolve. People, people are allowed change. to evolve. People allowed to change. Except Hillary Clinton. <laughs> wow, this, this this episode kinda like we're gone for a little while and we can just come back and just run into the ground. <laughs> I think it's fine. Nobody likes Hillary Clinton anymore, except old people, and they're not gonna listen to this. Um <laughs> I had something to say, but I just had not Right to. and left people of our age, I think we can all agree Hillary Clinton, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. fine. I, I, I don't think that's a hard stance on any direction. <laughs> um, I have uh I have a segment here called news. Like remember, it's it it's been so long since we last recorded, so these notes are really old. So under news I just have Spider Man. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to talk oh, the about. The split. Oh, it was probably a Disney split, huh? Yeah. And uh, then people yeah. were like blaming Sony, but it's just like uh, maybe they just don't blame nobody. Maybe Sony tried to do as much as they could. Yeah. Because because uh, at first everybody was against Sony, and then apparently there was a hard turn. All of a sudden, everybody was against Disney. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, that that sucks because it looked like they were grooming him for the next coming movies to be the the new you know Iron Man yeah. essentially. It's like now they kind of have to just like, because the end of the last Spider-Man movie had end credits that really tied into the uh, MCU. Yeah. Well, didn't really tie it in. Like they could go on without Spider-Man, but that just kind of sucks. I wonder if that's going to throw a wrench in their plans. Right. And so stuff that's set up is no longer going to be there. I don't know. That's one of my questions though is like, does Sony own Tom Holland as Spider-Man? I think so. So like they're planning on making a third one, but it's not going to be MCU. Well, because the MCU can't do Spider-Man at all, even with Tom Holland or not. Yeah. Like, they might be able to have Tom Holland there. I wonder if they'd be able to do that. Like, he just can't get in the Spider-Man suit. 
and he has none of Spider-Man's powers, and he's no longer called Spider-Man. Can they do that? I really don't know. I think there's a likeness thing. Oh, so then they can't say Peter Brinkett. Right. Um, I think I saw somebody made a meme. It's like, well, they can't use Spider-Man, so... And then it just shows the Night Monkey. They just use that, legally distinct. Uh, Just give Tom Holland a mustache. (laughs) <laughs> but like a f- totally fake looking one. Um, oh, there was like an article or something, and it was like uh, Spider-Man Three is gonna have two. Uh, what was it like? Two really famous Spider-Man villains, and then like there was a meme that said, "Oh, we've never seen this before." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, time repeats itself. Yeah. I- I'm wondering if the split is just like they're both kind of like, "Oh, hey, let's just like kind of milk as much as possible, and then we'll make amends." And people are like, "Yeah," and. Like, because now they have to, I, I wonder if that's it. What what if, okay, this is like kind of almost conspiracy. Put on our tinfoil hats, put on some Alex Jones. Um, yeah, what if, because we have to wait a while because they're going to, you know, start to revamp stuff and like start to get it going again. Yeah. Get rid of some of the fatigue by giving us a little bit of a break. Right. But before more news comes out, what if they say, oh, we've made amends and he's going to be a part of it. Just to get some hype going, get the news I, I going. I think that's the way it's going to be because some people are saying that... I, okay, like you just said, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Some people have said this was planned all along. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it. it they know what they're doing. They've had a lot that's of time true. to do like market research yeah. and stuff like that. And this is just a way to get, like, you know... Maybe they, they even just kind of pocket it and hold it in their back pocket. And... um. Don't do anything Spider-Man related, so no leaks come out. Yeah. And then if a movie bombs, then after that, they come out with that information. Like, oh, we're going to bring them back to try to make up for something, maybe. Right, yeah. I don't know. Could be possible. Uh, So we didn't get to go see the Midsummer's director's cut. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, so I'm What? I'm fine with that for now. I, I, I'm so I, happy with the movie. I would have liked like, to I'm honestly... seen it in theaters, though, the whole three-hour mark. Yeah, might've... that might have. Because uh, uh, Endgame was, was tough. Yeah. Um, and with Endgame, it's like a, a, a spectator thing to me. This one, it's like I want to be wrapped up in it. So it's like, yeah. if we, if it comes out on Blu-ray, we can play it here and halfway through, like okay, intermission kind of thing. Right. I had something about Boots Riley talking about once time and once upon a time in Hollywood, but I think that's kind of old news now. The way that the one problem he had with it is the the cult wasn't really represented right. So he kind of represented them as like literally hippie loving cult when they were, you know. They were white nationalists. Well, well I, I was researching it, and it's like they took that as their, 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 their visage. That's how he got people in, right? But they were they were in the end a white nationalist group. Yeah, but they liked the idea, the the look of hippies. They just right. didn't like the ideals. Yeah, and it, I, I guess he just very... felt it didn't come across well in the movie. I yeah, but do you have that responsibility to be to be like that? Because it would it drag the movie down if he really tried to show that they were. Like this, the whole point. Again, like I've said before, I think they should have cut all that from the movie, but that's just Oh, me. that's that's right. In the end, like, you have people stomping their heads in, not to spoil anything. You have people right. killing people. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, he they portrayed him as bad. Yeah. Like, oh, they oh, seem good at first. Oh, but that's the thing is they kind of portrayed him still as, like, goofy guys that just, you know, ran into... Sometimes problem. you have to do that. Sometimes the murderous person is a goofy person. Right, true. What are you supposed to do? Show them as the bad guy they told them all the time? No, that actually defeats the purpose of part right. of that movie. But I mean, even at the ending, they yeah, were I, kind of shown as like I, being... But, well, yeah, because they're just... They're fu- they, 
they happen to like come across people that were not expecting it. They're not right. cold blooded killers. They're just fucking weirdos that right. had their. Well, apparently in real life, he kind of turned them into cold blooded killers. But I oh, don't. Yeah. I don't know. But they were all happy and singing songs. Right. That I think the message of that was, hey, let's show because you can probably twist it another way. A lot of people love the Manson stuff because they're edgy, whatever. Right. Um. Let's show them as like, oh, hey, these are pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he talked about punching a cop, and they loved that. And then show right. them for the murderous fucks they are, and then cave their fucking skulls in because those right. are horrible people. I wonder if that was the, like, if you portray them as good at first and then bad, are people gonna just focus on the good part? Be like, oh, see what you right. did here. It's like I was setting something up. Right. Like I don't think he had the social responsibility. He showed them as like really idealistic murderers that were just like, oh, we right. hate these people. We're gonna just kill them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Still think. I, I think I need to watch it again. It's probably not going to like it much more. Yeah. Maybe less. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to age well for some people. I don't know. I, right. I go back to it. I wasn't that big of a fan. I right. thought it had all the great moving pieces in it, but ultimately, yeah, yeah whatever. Well, I know it. that you wanted this to go on for like another 20 minutes, but I got to start wrapping things up because I got to go to bed. So don't complain. <laughs> but uh for more movie related content head on over to ridgeview drive ridgeviewdrive.com i'm gonna do that every time uh for reviews shorts and more you can follow us on instagram and twitter at ridgeview underscore drive and facebook at Ridgeview Drive Productions. You can find me on all those social medias at Dark Jack Wolf. My phone number is six. six. You can contact me there. Yes. <laughs> God damn it, ads keep that in. <laughs> no. Uh, we oh was did you want to give any social um, media? I keep talking about getting it up. I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Don't talk to me about that. We're on Patreon, the $15, the $30, and the $50 tiers. Have the ability to request specific reviews once a month at patreon.com slash ridgeviewdrive. Uh, and you could also go to coffee.com slash ridgeviewdrive slash commissions to request uh, reviews. That's ko-fi.com. Uh, and if there, there was nothing else you want to 50 bucks on Patreon gets me on a webcam. I'll put that up on there because it's not currently on the Patreon. The first person to do fifty dollars gets a webcam experience with just Charles. the first, just the first one that gives us fifty dollars. Okay, no, everybody. Okay. <laughs> what kind of webcam? Like, just like you're just talking. Oh, to I'm webcam? putting some stuff on my nips. All, all right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter. Po- oh God. The nips are out. Anyway, have a nice day. Mm-hmm.